Greetings, listener. You are currently listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. And now, here are your hosts, Roy and Andrew. I was going to say, people actually admit to liking this movie, huh? Yeah, some people like like admit to, to liking it, um, which is <laughs> shocking to me. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just it came out. It, it's yeah. Hey, hey, you want to introduce the show? <laughs> yeah. Are we, yeah, we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> this has become like a thing now. It seems like to just be catching us just bullshitting, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're on. Okay. Listen, but, <laughs> never not be reindeers gaming is my. Uh, welcome to Cold Cinema Catacombs, folks. Happy holidays to everyone. Uh, this is our December episodes, and uh, we're talking on this episode about Andy's Choice, which is a film that he is absolutely stunned I've never seen. I really am. I still uh, am. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, we are watching the 2000 um, John Frankenheimer-directed... Reindeer Games. Yeah, what would John Frankenheimer do? WWJFD. <laughs> That's what we're asking ourselves tonight, and the answer is he would do literally anything. <laughs> this movie is insane, and I'm so happy that you're going to watch the, it. What I love about the description on the uh, the box for this is when it's listing the cast, it says sizzling hot Ben Affleck from Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah. Charlize Theron from the Cider House Rules team up with Gary Sinise from Mission to Mars. Really? They went with Mission to Mars, not Forrest Gump. Yeah, not his Academy Award nominated performance in Forrest Gump. Yeah, not not, you know, his incredible performance in the remake of of Mice and Men. No, Mission to Mars. Wasn't Gary Sinise in uh, what what not Mission to Mars, but what space movie was he in? He was he in Space Cowboys or was he he wasn't in Apollo 13? I don't think was he. Maybe. No, I, I can't remember if he was in Apollo 13. He wasn't in Space Cowboys. He was too young for Space Cowboys. That was a. I mean, that was Apollo 13 was a good movie. I don't remember anything about good movies anymore. Oh yeah, because Apollo, of what you've Apollo done to my brain. Was, yeah, Apollo 13 was a damn good movie. But um, listen. I don't know. Does the version I sent you have a director's commentary on it? Well, I mean, well, let's ask because, I mean, do we have the same version? Because you were the one we were talking on the last episode. I don't know. A three pack that had swingers on there and everything. Well, that's the one it accidentally sent to me. So that was the version I was expecting to get. And instead, I got the standalone director's um, cut version. 8K restoration 3D. oculus version of reindeer hey vamp for like vamp for like 30 seconds i'm gonna run and get my copy and see hold on we'll compare (laughs) notes just vamp about this movie read the uh liner notes i'll be right back (laughs) so yeah he kept talking to me about how he was going to get me this um this set and i was actually kind of looking forward to the set because i do like the film swingers so i'm going okay well i'm finally going to have a copy of swingers but instead i open up the package and i see Reindeer Games Director's Cut, to which I'm thinking to myself, holy crap, there's a director's cut (laughs) to this movie, Um, which I find absolutely amazing. But at the same time, I'm not shocked 
because so many movies at this time seem to have had director's cuts. All right. <laughs> so I'm not really I'm back. Sh- not really shocked. What I love though about the copy that you gave me with the director's cut is um, that John Frankenheimer, the director, is one of the quoted reviews for the positive <laughs> reviews on the cover. And and his comment is quote this is the picture I made for me. It's much sexier and much edgier. Oh, the director's cut version. Okay. Yes. So, so this was the quote. Now, also, I'm also reading on the back. Uh, the, you didn't tell me this thing had Danny Trejo in it. Oh, dude, it has. Cl- it, and, it has and Clarence so Williams the third. Clarence Williams the third. Danny Trejo. Dennis Farina. What do you want from a movie, you son of a bitch? Donald Logue is in it. It's got Ron Jeremy. God. Isaac Hayes. What do you oh, want from a movie, man. people? 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, 20% or 24% on my nuts. Why don't you people like good movies? That's what I want to know. See, and I love the description on the back of this thing. So we get sizzling hot Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron teaming up with Gary Sinise in the story of high stakes crime and deception. Upon release from prison, Rudy, played by Ben Affleck, Poses as his old cellmate Nick in order to meet yep. Nick's sexy pen pal Ashley, played by Charlize Theron. But things heat up for Rudy when he's forced into an armed robbery plot being hatched by Ashley's evil brother Gary Sinise. <laughs> that's that's, that's the plot all description we get. And I'm not giving you any more than that. All right. I'm already kind of because ex- I didn't realize John Frankenheimer directed this, so that's all I needed to hear to know what type of a film I'm getting myself into is knowing that's directed by John Frankenheimer. And yes, this does have director's commentary by John Frankenheimer. Hell on. yes. It's a uh, bad movie. All right. This is a bad, but it's a movie that everyone should see. I don't know how many hotel rooms I've been in where I've watched this film. <laughs> so many, so many of them. Um, there are some, and I'm not going to give you, I'm just curious as to what you're going to pull out of this film as quotable lines. There is a line in this film about pie that you will have to, um, yeah, that you'll have to uh, see to believe my friend. Is it in the same lines as uh, the, the line about Turkey and Geely and Geely or kind of, Oh God, <laughs> feel the same. You'll feel see, now the that's same. the thing. I've seen Geely, but I've not seen Reindeer <laughs> I mean, you've seen some real shit. Mm-hmm. We have experienced some real shit together, but you've not seen this. And I'm I'm excited for you to see this on a different level. See, in my mind, a movie like Armageddon could have gone this way, mm-hmm. where it's just widely panned, though it has a great cast. You know, it, instead, it's on the Criterion Collection. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> in my mind, if. if if this movie would have been released maybe a year earlier, a year later, um, maybe it would have gotten one good review from a, from, you know, a, a reviewer from Gene Siskel or some bullshit. This could have been Armageddon and Armageddon could have been this. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of them are good movies. I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm still wrapping my brain around the fact that Armageddon got the uh, criterion collection treatment. Cause I was like, I understand why the rock did. Cause the rock is a great film. I oh, love, yeah. absolutely love the rock. 
But then when I saw that Armageddon got the Criterion treatment, I went, really? And an Oscar nomination. Yeah, and, well, yeah, well, Diane Warren wrote that song for Aerosmith. That's why she got the Oscar nomination. Huh? Why wasn't this there any Oscar nods? There was no Oscar nominations, though, for Reindeer Games, but boy, did it get some Razzie Award nominations. Yeah, uh, yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> everybody is at an 11 in this movie. So imagine imagine any movie you've seen Gary Sinise in, including, including Forrest Gump. And then imagine that performance. Yeah, imagine that performance up another five or six notches. Oh, God. And see, and I've seen him at 11, too, because I've seen his performance when he did uh, the stage version of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he was at 11 in that show. I uh, yeah, and, and Ben Affleck is at an 11. Oh, God. It's, at his most Ben Affleck-y, like, not Batman, not, you know, it, this is just, like, Ben Affleck allowed to be, like, imagine his performance in Mallrats, but, like, a, another five or six I was nonsense. about ready to ask, is this on par with Mallrats? It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> Ther- Charlize Theron is worse. Everybody is, like takes their character and it's like it is though so so she's so she's more over the top in this than she is in the fast and the furious franchise yeah she's hamming it up in that franchise oh, yeah oh yes oh for sure she's more <laughs> over the top this is this is x this is i think what this is i think the reason this gets such bad reviews is and and this has been a theme for me for the past like four or five months is it is true late 90s early 2000s excess like on display like you can do no wrong you can just go so far over the top with it and not be ironic like the reason that a lot of the movies now that are so over the top work is because there's an i mean the fast and furious knows what it is yeah you know um you know a lot of the the, you know that stuff is it it knows what it is so there's a sense of kind of uh, mutual irony like they get it i get it i can enjoy it because it's so crazy this movie is like a stage production like it's a stage production level of energy They, they are definitely projecting to the back the whole movie everybody <laughs> needs to makes, see my performance that's what makes 90s action movies a blast because there was no sense of irony going on they actually no matter what budget the action film had it it, it, it actually didn't even go to 11 it went to 12 in the 90s with action films and it was like taking the kitchen sink and shooting it out of a cannon and seeing if it stuck to a wall that way. It yeah, wasn't I mean, throwing it against the wall. It was shooting it out of the cannon at the wall. And if it blew a hole in the wall, then they're like, all right, let's do it. Well, and also keep in mind, this was a heist film pre-2000s definition of the heist film, which was Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. So, like, this is – I mean, Ocean's Eleven had the big cast, but it was also, like, sexy, toned down. You know, everything was very uh, rat packy. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is. I hope not if it's directed by John Frankenheim. I mean, Frankenheim did up on this movie. Of uh, went for it. What else? What else has Frankenheimer done? Has he done anything like? Had he done anything recently? Like or fairly? You know what I mean? Like oh, after wow. this. Good question. I mean, because. 
I mean, he, um, I mean, because he's done, I know, I know the, the, the first the film I think of when I think of John Frankenheimer is The Manchurian Candidate, which is an amazing film. Yeah. Um, I know, I know he also did Ronin. Um, he uh, took, he took over for the island of Dr. Moreau in the 90s. Um, I don't think he's done anything lately, though, because of the fact that he died in 2002. Well, but that's what I mean. I mean, like, did this movie kill John Frank? <laughs> is what I was asking. <laughs> I don't know, because, I mean, yeah, because the man was making, you know, all these you know, great movies, actually, especially, you know, in the 60s and the 70s. And then um, along This was came, his last movie. Yeah, it, this like, was. His last I'm, major film that he did that wasn't like a short film or a TV movie or something, this was it. Yeah, because, I mean, he did Ronin in, two, in 1998, which, if no one's ever seen that, it's a damn good movie. I highly recommend it. Film. Based on a graphic novel, by the way, mm-hmm. by Frank Miller. And then, um, I mean, he's on television and everything, but then he went on and um, his last project was actually the television film Path of War. Right. And, and then he passed away. So at least he had, you know, Path of War to redeem himself. I, I guess. I, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's, ama- it's amazing that, you know, this man who directed The Manchurian Candidate and The Birdman of Alcatraz also directed this thing uh it really is i mean it is i mean it is a product of its time for sure Mm -hmm. like it is it it is exactly what the 2000s were i'm just kind of shocked there weren't any uh, you know janko jeans uh (laughs) in it somewhere i'm surprised ben affleck didn't get out of prison and buy a pair of janko jeans or something um (laughs) That was the only thing that would have made it more 2000s-y. Is um, Charlize Theron wearing uh, those hip-hugging tight jeans with uh, sparkly, glittery lip gloss and eye makeup and a choker? (sighs) (laughs) With little pom-poms in her hair? You're like like half there. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. How much is in this movie? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. (laughs) you're you're like you're you're close you're close with a lot of this i I hear early 2000s and it's like when the first thing i think of is too much denim so this movie is full of denim (laughs) this movie has more denim in it than the um than the uh oh what was that damn miniseries or that damn docuseries i just watched um not it wasn't ed hardy what was it The one on who? If you haven't watched it, ladies and gentlemen, the oh, what what the hell was that it? That describes that describes a lot of documentaries right now on Hulu. So no, 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 no. This one, hold on, hold, hold on, hold <laughs> House, on. House of Levi. No, no. <laughs> with, with Lady Gaga doing a, a San Francisco accent. <laughs> no, no, it's Father, not House Son, and House of Levi. It's, Jesus, I still need to see House of Gucci. We might have to do House of Gucci. I, I, I see that as a future episode, the House of Gucci. After here, I haven't seen it yet either. But hearing my friends who have seen it describing it, it we're basically witnessing the new Mommy Dearest happening in front of us. So, um, I, I can't wait to see it myself. <laughs> God damn it, I can't find it. I don't care. I don't care. All right, just watch. Go into documentaries and look for the one about the guy that made the hats. What's the guy that made the hats that everybody wore? Von Dutch. 
It's Von Dutch. Oh yes, I've seen. I want to see that. Yes, I've, yeah, I've, this I've, movie, seen, I've seen. Now that, that we've gone, now that we've taken the the Hobbit's road to this joke, this movie has more <laughs> dead in it than the Von Dutch docu series. <laughs> yeah, the Von Dutch docu series is actually in my watch list. Oh on god, Hulu. it is so yes. good. It is so good. You need to watch it. It is insane. Well, because I remember when I was flipping through Hulu and I saw it, and I was like, wait, they actually made a documentary about Von Dutch. Yeah, and it's wild. It's 100% insane. So make sure you watch it. But we should watch I, I am this now movie. Waiting, I, I am now waiting for the Janko Jeans documentary. I am waiting Did for Did anybody that. get murdered because of Janko Jeans? Because they will make a documentary. <laughs> because of Von Dutch. Yeah, did it happen at an ICP concert? Um, all right, let's watch a movie. I want you to watch this. Let's go watch it. Yes, I'm going to watch all one hour. Uh, no, I'm sorry, two hours and four minutes of this director's cut. That's right. Um, has a big banner on the back of it, by the way, saying sexiest action hit now in the steamy director's cut. Sexiest action hit. Hey, the San Francisco Chronicle called this movie exhilarating, a high energy thriller that never lets go. <laughs> so it's got uh, that going for it. I don't know about all that. We'll see. <laughs> All right, gang, we're going to go watch some reindeer games, and we'll be right back with mainly my reaction to this thing, I guess. Yes. Uh, All right, gang, catch you in a minute. We walk out of here. What's the first thing you're going to do? Go out and get myself a mug of hot chocolate. A piece of pecan pie. He was a reformed ex-con who wanted to start a new life. You, Ashley? dreaming about that smile for so long she was the girl of his dreams when i read what you wrote to me i said here's a guy they say is a criminal but he's not when i get back in that room you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane welcome home candy hey sis but between them and happiness what do you want from me i read your letters convict he knows you worked at that casino. Stands a team of criminals who wanted to take down the state's richest casino. This is my luck. Finally meet a boy that I'm crazy about, and uh, my brother wants him worse than I do. You want to hear about some job of mine? I want some hot chocolate and some pecan pie. Let's start talking. I can really go for some onion rings. <laughs> what started out as love... Do you remember all those letters you wrote me about me and you against the whole world? We can have it all if you just give him what he wants. Could end up in murder. What do you think's gonna happen? This thing's gonna be over? He's just gonna let me go? He's gonna shoot me in the back of the head like this! You're gonna give me a disguise. You're sending me into an Indian casino dressed like a cowboy. It was that or a ballerina. Hey. He was talking to the managers like that! Something tells me you're not being totally honest with me. Rule one! Never put a car seat behind the wheel! Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlie Theron. In the new thriller from John Frankenheimer. Ow. don't understand how it's as bad as it is i've 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 never ever seen a movie before my entire life that was like the film equivalent on tell me on the doll (laughs) but like it it can't be that bad i have it's me right it's me it it has to be me because it has everybody in it can act we know that every single actor 
in that movie is capable of a good performance. Yeah, and that was what was driving me nuts the most about this movie is here you have an acclaimed director. Huge acclaimed director. Gave us one of the best political thrillers of all time with the Manchurian Candidate. You've got this A-caliber cast who have done some great films in their career and you get this. I was like, where did they go wrong? I mean, because keep in mind, this is Affleck pretty close to Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I mean, and, and, yeah, this was before Geely. This is pre-Geely, Ben yeah, Affleck. This, this is, is, is Goodwill Hunting chasing Amy. Yeah, uh, this is ben good Affleck. Affleck. This is good Affleck. And this was, you know, I mean, this was Gary Sinise post. Uh, oh, no. I mean, this was. This performance from Gary Sinise was "What if Lieutenant Dan had legs?" <laughs> this was post "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest" on Broadway for him, which he was. You know, I've seen clips of him performing it, and he was phenomenal in that role. I mean, and we, we saw we know Lieutenant Dan. We saw Lieutenant Dan. We yeah. know how good he is. Like you can't tell me that Frankenheimer couldn't get a better. You know, did he just watch Nick Cage movies? <laughs> It's like, I'm going to do it worse. How what, is this movie possible? What I loved is is that that Gary Sinise's character in this movie was Constantine from American Idol before Constantine from American <laughs> Idol was Constantine from American Idol. The whole entire time I'm watching him, I'm like, you really loved the vampire Lestat, didn't you? Listen, <laughs> listen. Chris Angel is a great illusionist, and we should all respect him for that. Oh, my God. I was waiting for him to start singing Devil Inside or New Sensation with oh, the way that he's looking at me. Chris Hutchinson, do you want him hanging up by his belt? <laughs> Whacking off to Danny Trejo, who apparently has an MBA in this movie. Yeah, he's got business smarts and no facial hair. I was just yeah, like, dude, listen, that's dude a big your mustache. Swing. Big swing. The biggest swing this movie makes out of everything it does, including Charlize Theron topless at least 35 or 40 times, was Danny Trejo with no facial hair. That yeah, doesn't need to ever happen. He came on screen with no facial hair, and I'm like, dude, where's your mustache? What happened? The biggest was... swing they could make. That's and... crazy. That is a choice that Frankenheimer makes. I guarantee it. And then I never thought I would ever see Charlize Theron's tits, but sure enough, there they are. Like three times in this movie. (laughs) What what, what did Frankenheimer do to get her to go topless in this movie? What did they think they were making? From Mighty Joe Young (laughs) to this. I still say that this movie is the prequel for her character in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Maybe it is. It could be. And then if that wasn't enough, we've got one of the kings of overacting, Clarence Williams the third. Just as the right as as Gary Sinise's right hand man. Just at a scenery buffet in this (laughs) moment. Just Ryan's steakhouse of scenery. Just just golden corralling that shit up. Just oh yeah. I how many shotguns can I grab? Seven? What about eight? Or you know he's he's more like that uh, prime rib um, buffet that they were serving there at the Tomahawk. This movie is not only. <laughs> I hope we're recording because you never said we were. And oh I'm yeah, just, we're so recording. I'm just Are you worked kidding? up. Um, not only 
does the cast that we know can't act can't act and the director that we know direct not direct but whoever came up with this script needs to be drug out into the street <laughs> we're gonna have it a so at an indian gaming casino in the middle of oh, run by dennis farina by the <laughs> way dennis farina's in this movie <laughs> we're gonna have it out in the frozen tundra and we're gonna call it the tomahawk and we're gonna make a, a safe in there called the pow. What was the, the powwow? Pow <laughs> oh, this movie. And Dennis Farina with two Uzis. Oh God, when my, he, when my he life. went all Scarface style when he was gonna go open up the powwow safe, I was like, oh my God. I I don't even. Re- I mean, just this film is all over the place. So glad and I sent it to you. I'm so glad you own this and, <laughs> and have it now. This is a, a crowning achievement for me. I, There's I, a scene I, in this movie, by the way, in that scene where Ben Affleck is laying on the ground. Yes. And, he's, and, and he just goes, powwow safe. And that's it. That's the scene. And I was like, that's the movie right there. That's the whole movie is Ben Affleck. Just the close up on the face of Ben Affleck while he says powwow safe all weird. I was way, you know, in, in hindsight, what I would have done with that is when he rolls over and it says powwow safe and he's laying there on the ground. And then we jump, you know, back in time to a few days that led up to that event. I would have froze the screen. And then had Ben Affleck go, you're probably asking yourself why I'm laying here. Record scratch. (laughs) Yes. Why I'm laying in the middle of this frozen tundra saying powwow safe. She should have opened opened on that. Opened on that scene instead of the scene they opened on, which was just a bunch of dead Santas. Like that was supposed to entice me into something. (laughs) You know, and I thought at first that like, Christmas was going to be an afterthought for this thing. Oh no! This thing this is, is a Christmas movie. In Christmas, this is. I'm telling you, this is a. This is everybody's like Die Hard, blah blah. No, this is a Christmas movie. Oh they, yeah, the like, whole entire soundtrack is Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this, this movie is teabagging you with Christmas throughout the whole thing. I like complete with like <laughs> shopping for discount coats at. Uh, TJ Maxx or wherever the hell they right. were. Ross Dress for Less. Yeah, Ross Dress for Less, where she works at the perfume counter and yeah, gets the 50% fragrance off. counter. 50, 50% off is a pretty good discount. Yeah, but I didn't realize that they were actually employees in Ross that work a fragrance counter. I've been sure. to a Ross. Fragrance their, counter. Their fragrance counter is just like a shelf. It is with, a shelf. With rock boxes shelf. containing the cologne. You know, all I'm going to say is. It would have been equally as confusing as the the final twist if Santa Claus walked out from behind that truck. <laughs> it would have made as much sense as this did. I mean, I mean, our very first scene when you know we have Ben Affleck and his roommate in the prison talking about what they're going to do when they're getting out of jail, and he's all like uncomfortable, wormy rat guy, like I'm going to get myself a poo. Yeah. <laughs> And Ben Affleck is just like, I just want some hot cocoa. I just want some hot cocoa and some pecan pie. That's all I I want. This sets the tone. And then... I'm three days from retirement. (laughs) Exactly. He's all like, I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) Uh, But... Then we get to, you know, someone that he wronged gets into prison and it leads to this, you know, prison fight because of the cockroach and the food, which then leads to one of the most unnecessary glorified cameos I've ever seen in my entire life, 
with Isaac Hayes jumping up because he had a cockroach in his jello, and it gave him a and nervous yell, breakdown. And he yells cockroach like five times. Just what is happening in this movie? <laughs> it's like that was. I, I hope he got paid well just to scream cockroach. Pancakes. Exactly. Yes. Pancakes. <laughs> exactly. I hope he got paid well for that. And then, I mean, and then, you know, they're staying at that hotel, which to me, I mean, when I was looking inside that hotel room they were staying at, all I kept thinking of was the movie Bug. Yeah, um, what, what was with the furnace just like? <laughs> in the middle of the room. <laughs> in the middle of the room. <laughs> We find out later, not attached to anything. No, because they knocked it over. I was like, okay, so this furnace is detachable. And (laughs) apparently whoever designed this hotel has never designed a hotel. Unless it was designed, you know, in The Sims. And the person whose design was fucking with everybody. Oh, my God. Just there's so much to talk about. I don't even know how to talk about it. When I get back to this hotel room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane. (laughs) <laughs> like okay i'm gonna bring up some of the notes that i was sending you <laughs> watching the yeah, thing you feel free you feel free because i think i sent you some as well because i was just so dumbfounded by this thing and um yeah it's like harris said the more and more i think about it the more i'm a little frustrated with reindeer games because it should have been so much better than it was because <laughs> it's a clever idea you have a good cast you have a great director but it just fizzled. But I will say the actual heist scene itself in the casino was so bonkers. I was cracking up. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah. It was it was wild. It was wild. Oh okay. The beast's truck growling every time it came on the screen. <laughs> when did this become maximum overdrive? I mean, it's like every time we saw the beast truck, it would go as he's driving on the road. I was waiting for I was waiting for some ACDC to start playing because it's just so ridiculous. Even even when you know during the final con uh, the conflict after we have the plot twist that M Night Shyamalan the fuck out of this movie. No, uh, that my argument there is at least as bad as M Night Shyamalan's twat, plot twat plists twat plists are. At least they are telegraphed at some point. In the movie, yeah. just because we see somebody doesn't mean he can come back at the end. Yeah, we, it, there was nothing that was tell nothing, nothing <sighs> was so hinted to nothing. Um, let's see what were some other things I said. Um, oh, they just introduced the data suits, and he just freed himself with the dart and sure the, the the Santa suits with yeah just the like, Santa suits yeah. yeah and he freed himself oh and Ashton Kutcher oh yeah the 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 cameo <laughs> from Ashton Ashton Kutcher in the uh in the in the uh, casino where they switch clothes oh can we talk about the cowboy outfit that they made him wear like oh, that God. was <laughs> okay that made me laugh that was genuinely funny when he was like you're having me go into an indian gaming casino dressed as a cowboy and he was dressed up like like glenn campbell and <laughs> cracking me up i was like he, he definitely oh. had some real strong uh burt reynolds vibes going yeah. on there he's gonna walk in there and say his name was turd ferguson <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna happen 
that's when I knew, like, I remember, like, when I saw this movie initially, that's when I knew that there's no way that this movie could be taken seriously. <laughs> Just none. When he, when he walks into that, when, they, when they're like, yeah, you're going to walk in here with this. You're going to fool them with this. They'll never recognize you in this. It, it could have been a ballerina. <laughs> Shut up. Just this movie's so dumb. What else did I say? Oh, Gary Sinise looked like he lost the audition to play the role of Rumpelstiltskin on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's accurate. I just, oh my god, like Gary Sinise just at at an eleven. Just like, yeah. how did they get that performance out of him? Like, what did they tell him? I would, oh. I need like a director's commentary. For the, you have one, don't you? I have one with the director's commentary, and I'm probably going to watch it so I can hear Frankenheimer explain this bullshit. Because yeah, you should. Because I don't have it. it on mine. So mine starts up. So when I put my three pack of <laughs> what, what 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 was it? Uh, 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 Swingers, this, and what was the other one that was on there? The other uh, John Favreau movie. I can't remember it was, what it, it is. Swingers. It was. I remember it being two good movies. It was Swingers. Um, shit, I can't remember what. Well, these, when I regardless, it doesn't matter. When I put it in, all literally that comes up is a picture of all three of those I selected, and that movie starts. No, cl- no closed captions. No, nothing. It's just here's your movie, dumbass, and they just play it for me. It was Rounders. It was Rounders, okay. Swingers, and Reindeer Games. I was like, okay, so. All three casino, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know, like what the 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 congealing factor of these movies is, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, do we want to spoil it, or do we want people to be fr- as frustrated oh, as we are with the end? I can't talk about this movie without talking about the plot twists that we got in this movie because there's not one plot twist. There's two. There are two plot twists there are two major plot twists that come out of no uh, come out of nowhere because all right so for those who have not seen the movie ben affleck pretends to be his cellmate after his cellmate gets killed in the cockroach riot (laughs) the Um, great cockroach riot of 2000 (laughs) yes because he himself has also fallen in love with his pen pal with the pen pal girlfriend that his cellmate has developed who is Charlize theron so he pretends to be him and turns out to be the biggest mistake the man can make because Charlize Theron's brother is Gary Sinise. Which and, would be enough if it wasn't a movie, but it is. <laughs> and since the cellmate worked at this casino called the Tomahawk, he wants his, him to help him rob this casino. Yeah, they're they're basically gunrunners. There's this crew of gunrunners, including Trejo, Clarence, him uh donald loge is in this movie by the way Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise known as the vampire prince donald loge if you watch uh what we do in the shadows i mean he wasn't coming back for blade 2 so why not i mean that's right with and all these people every person in this film has the worst haircut you can possibly imagine yes they do and that's saying a lot for him because he had some questionable hairstyles during his stint on mtv that's true that's true. <laughs> that was Randy of the of the of the what was it? Randy of the Wildwoods. What was his name? Of I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Life doesn't matter. Nothing. Everything is meaningless. <laughs> um, but 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 they're gun runners who have never done a a, a robbery before. Mm-hmm. So this is their ticket out. 
this is their big this is their big ticket to get out of out of the game and have one big score and get out. So they've got their they've got their meal ticket here in Ben Affleck slash the other guy, his cellmate. Who's telling them you got the wrong guy. But because of Charlize Theron just being so blindly and crazy in love, uh, you know, he 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 convinces them at one point and then he's like, OK, fine, 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 because he's going to die. But at the same time, he's like, I'm the wrong guy. I'm the wrong guy. And we get a plot twist that. that we, we get a straight I, up. It's a straight up uh, Star Wars this, plot twist. This one I should have seen coming, but OK. Turns out the brother and sister are fucking each other because they're actually lovers. Right. It's a it's a big game to to set up this robbery. It's been the, it's been a game the whole time. They were tricking the cellmate into. Thinking, yeah. Th- thinking that they were brother and sister when, in fact, they were lovers. And this is one of the the, the, the one of the three times we we, we see Charlize Theron's um, <laughs> Charlize's Theron's in this yes. movie. Um, and so he no, he finds out the truth about it and he's like, OK, well, I'm going to fuck you all over. And so yeah, the Serbian film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is, this is uh, Richard Linklater's Serbian movie. Yes. So the heist goes to shit. I mean, they pull it off yet. They don't pull it off because it pulls off in such this batshit crazy way. With, Everybody dies. Yeah. Cops die. Gamblers die. Bartenders tie. The only three people left are Gary Sinise, Charlize Theron, and Ben Affleck. So they decide to set it up to make it look like that, um, you know, they had to kill Ben Affleck in defense and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, nowhere. (laughs) Literally nowhere. There's been no indication in this entire batshit crazy movie that this would ever happen. All of a sudden, it is revealed that Charlize Theron knew about the uh, the cockroach attack in prison. Because, yeah, I never told you how he died. I never told you how he died. Yeah. You got to tell me if you're a cop. Because it turned out that she helped set it up. So suddenly kills Gary Sinise. <laughs> Turns out she was playing Gary Sinise also. And that Ben Affleck prison mate cellmate is really the husband of Charlize Theron yeah walks out of nowhere the last time we've seen this guy any indication that he is alive is when he gets stabbed in a prison riot and dies Mm -hmm. and he's like oh I just went to the infirmary for a week and then I left (laughs) and it turned it turned out that the that the reason why he was bleeding from his mouth was because the cockroaches were actually had these blood packets in them. So he shoved one of the cockroaches in his mouth and bit down. So the fake blood so coming out of his mouth. It doesn't make any sense. Why? It doesn't. I mean, here, this was my this was my text reaction to you when that moment happened. This because I just kept telling you to wait. I was like, just wait for it, man. This, so this stupid. Forbatum, my reaction. So wait, how did she know about him as well and get things set up for prison? Then he said, exactly. Then a few (laughs) minutes later, then it all hit. The truth came out. I said, wait, what the hell? Why is he still alive? What the hell is going on? What? I am lost. I am so lost. What in the world? What 
and you just said welcome to it. <laughs> welcome to it, baby. <laughs> Makes no sense. There is no there's no reason for this guy to come back. There's been no indication that he's even possibly alive or lurking in the shadows or nobody slipped up and said anything. It's just, oh, here he is. <laughs> yeah. What? And That's then, not a good twist. You should know better. You should be ashamed of yourself. And then he kills Charlize Theron and by like mulling her over with a flaming car because they made the stupid mistake of putting a car thief. Never put the car thief behind the wheel, Ben Affleck says, man. And so he runs over Charlize Theron and pushes her off the cliff with the flaming car that explodes. In some of the worst, by the way. <laughs> The worst effects I've ever seen in my entire life, and I do this show. The, the Wally Coyote falling off the cliff looks more realistic than her falling to her death on a flaming car. <laughs> so <laughs> bad. And prior to that, he also runs over his former cellmate, who's kind of half alive, but he locks him in the trunk, and we hear the beast give out one last growl as it goes <laughs> over the cliff and blows up and dies. And now he's got all of this money that he stole, and suddenly he decides, I'm going to be Robin Hood. Yeah. And starts handing the money out as he goes on his 18-mile walk home in the tundra, <laughs> wearing nothing but a Santa Upstate suit. state Michigan in the middle of December. In a Santa suit. And, he's in the, and, and, and I'm like, so you're telling me you walked a full eight miles, purposely through trailer parks, by the way. <laughs> Dressed as Santa, covered in a bloody, dirty Santa suit, handing out these packs of money. You finally get to your dad's house, and apparently there were no questions asked. No, he just went in in a dirty-ass, bloody Santa suit and had Sitting down at Christmas dinner. (laughs) And it flashed back to where he was like, I just want to be at home for Christmas, having my hot cocoa and my pecan pie. And then the movie is, and you're like, fuck you, movie. He's but sitting no. there with this shit-eating grin on his face at the end. And I'm just like, so the family has no questions as to why you're wearing a bloody, dirty Santa Claus suit and why you have a bruise on your face? No. They got no questions, man. They got no questions. I live close to Michigan. I get it. Just let it, they just, just let it, let it happen. Anybody, anybody that listens to the show that's from Michigan, I would say you'd be upset, but you know I'm telling the truth. You know, I'm not hiding nothing from you. <sighs> Everybody should watch this movie. That's I it. highly recommend it. Yeah, just, just so that way you can see it to believe that it exists. Here's something else. I didn't realize this about Reindeer. I actually totally forgot about this. They released this movie after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It got pushed so back for it, some reason. I can't remember makes, why. It makes no sense to release a movie that's themed at Christmas time. Unless you're Gremlins. Not during Christmas. <laughs> it's so dumb. Everybody needs to watch it. It's it it's unbelie it's unbelievable is what it, it really is. is. It really is. Like, it's we watch some awful movies that we know. You know, we go into them knowing that they're awful for the purpose of them being awful. We watch those movies, right? That's the point. Mm-hmm. This movie has no right to be bad. It <clears> should no, it be doesn't. A, yeah, it, it it should. There should not be a crown for this movie because it tried to be good and was bad. And there's and there and twice dead exists. 
Yeah. So, so everybody should watch this movie just kind of as a scarlet letter to this movie, as, <laughs> as a as a shame, a piece of shame to to, to this movie, saying you know, a, a pox on your house, Jerry Sinise. <laughs> How dare you, the, the corpse of John Frankenheimer, <laughs> release a movie like Reindeer Games. And then have the audacity on the DVD cover to have a quote like, this is the picture I made for me. <laughs> it's much sexier and much edgier. Is I it because you got Charlene Theron to show her off her boobs multiple times? There was nothing sexy about this movie whatsoever. No. Not Sexy. You made you made Danny Trejo shave his mustache, which is the sexiest thing in the world, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, the scene when Charlize Theron and Gary Sinise start going at it in the swimming pool, it's like watching Charlize Theron going at it with an unwashed Pete Davidson. It's <laughs> it's just ugh. it's like Wild Things starring Tom Green. Yes, yes, yes. It's not yes. good. All right, everybody watch it. That's my final thought. I'm done with it. I'm not thinking about it for another five years until I realize I haven't seen it in five years and give it another shot, and I'm disappointed in myself for doing it. Uh, well, this is the second to the last movie uh, that we have watched and reviewed for uh, 2021. 2022 we're going to have a very interesting start with it and we'll get into more details on the silent night, deadly night episode. Uh, but we've had outside sources choose the movies <laughs> I don't know for what us we're doing in January, man. We <laughs> have no clue. We're scared. We're so scared. We're excited and scared at the same time. Cause we have absolute zero control over the January shows. These lovable sons of bitches are going to mess us up, man. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> So more details coming soon uh, later this week when we drop the um, the Silent Night, Deadly Night episode. So uh, until then, guys, yeah, seek out Reindeer Games. I think you can only, like, rent it digitally now or something. I don't but even know. Yeah, it's – you've got I, to make a pact with a demon to see it at this point with the, with the Gary Sinise nightmare demon that sits on your chest while you lay awake at night. Throwing darts at your body. Throwing darts at your body. There's a lot of – darts being thrown at bodies in this too just if that's a trigger for you just know that gary sinise will throw dart or if you're into it either way gary sinise throws darts at your body and then when you're ben if you're ben affleck though the aftermath will look like somebody took um hawaiian punch and painted it on your skin that's true yeah it's iodine darts yes yeah it looked like he had iodine on him yes beware well, the iodine like darts horrible makeup effects for the dart wounds i was like really everything was horrible every this movie i don't understand how everything was bad <laughs> i everything every aspect of this movie the pacing is bad the effects are bad the acting is bad the script is bad the direction is bad the lighting is bad how do you <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah but you, you have to see it to believe it you really yep. do go watch it Go watch it. And if I ever do sit down and watch it with the director's commentary, I will bring back the report to see if John Frankenheimer explains <laughs> himself. We'll do a special edition Q&A. <laughs> All right, gang. We will see you next time for Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toy Maker. And I, 
I hope you are having a great holiday season. Talk to you all later. Dark and bare, not a sign of comfort.